Hey everyone, it's Ariel Hawani. And I'm Chuck Mendenhall. And I'm Pete Carroll, and together we are Three Pack. Join us on the brand new Spotify Live app immediately after all of the biggest fights in combat sports. And also during the weigh-ins, because that's when the real drama happens. So what are you waiting for? Follow the Ring MMA show right now on our exclusive Spotify podcast feed. And come join the best community in MMA. Peace! We're out of here. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Technique with Tom. Slicing an English muffin with a butter blade? Boulder Dash. Just pull apart with your hands and marvel in the nooks and crannies splendor. For each one is unique like a snowflake. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. Peter Majestic. Oh my goodness. It's professional wrestling. Stay mage and enjoy yourself. Wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, the world's number one sports and recreation podcast is Cheap Heat. And this Friday uh, episode, which will feel more like a Tuesday episode, excited to do for you. We reversed things. We flipped it and reversed it. I'm not sure yet what the deal is for next week uh, with regard to a guest. I'm going to try to get a guest who's going to be on the um, MSG show. That's what I'm thinking. Um, which is December 26th a raw affair um shout out to smoke dizzo who held it down a couple days ago i thought he did a great job and we we are joined now uh from philadelphia physically large stack guy greg yo what's going on p and i agree smoke Dizzo did do a great job i think i thought it was, I thought it was a fun i thought that was a fun little uh change of pace filling i thought so too i thought so too and 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 I'm like, I like the fact that we did get to switch it and reverse it for the fans because it keeps them on their toes. You'll never know. This the new, 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 new era of cheap heat is the most exciting because now with the Friday something and the potential for more guests along with the the typical Tuesday style show that you're used to, anything can happen in the world. Of the Cheap Heat podcast. It's a great point by you. 
Um, and anything can happen in, in multiple directions. For example, thought Dipperstein would be here on today's show. He, he did say that this time slot was wonderful. I thought it, I thought he, I'm trying to look back at the last thing he said tomorrow. <laughs> I think the last better. thing he said was wonderful. Tomorrow would be much better for me. I have real time tomorrow morning. My first meeting is at 1 PM. That's two hours from now. I wrote, let's do tomorrow. Perfect. Well, no, no, that's not two hours from now. Cause remember he's, he's not hitting us with the, with the EST. He's hitting us with that Pacific time. Oh, his first meetings at right. Oh, so so that would be four p.m. Four p.m. <laughs> here, and this text. But was this text yesterday or yeah, yesterday? Yeah. So we said let's do tomorrow. My first meeting is at one p.m. today. It's nine a.m. Uh, I said let's do tomorrow. He said wonderful. I said can you do ten thirty? SGG. You said yes, I can. Troy said it works for me. Never heard from Dip again. <laughs> Which which could mean one of two things, and I don't want to jump out the window with it, but it could mean that either Dip's been kidnapped, mm-hmm. and we need to send Tazawa and the Street Profits to go save him. Mm-hmm. Possible. Or he's having the time of his life, and he doesn't need anyone to interrupt him. Or he's working so hard at getting you that cash, Mooney, that we definitely don't want to interrupt him. Uh, you know, One of the three, and I don't know which one. I, I I hope we don't need to send the street profits for him. Um, I do want to tell everyone though a bit of good news, which is that we have the design for the new, new, new shirt. Yeah. Um, it was done again by the same man who did the never to be mentioned or seen former shirt. We can mention. It. I'll still mention, it, but it's sad we'll never be seen again. The the that it's the same designer, our guy Jonathan Bartlett, who who did this one as well. And this one's got a little bit more of the flavor of uh it's like a mix between, in my opinion, like an 80s Jim Crockett era shirt and sort of a modern bootleg shirt. When you say yeah. it sort of sort of hovers between that. Yeah, I would. I would. And I like that, I like that feel of like it's almost it is it, like you said it, it has a vintage feel to it yeah there's a there's a very vintage feel to it and i'm going to make sure the shirt itself is a wonderful quality i think i'm still going to do the short sleeve and the long sleeve option for everybody so we can do that and i'm going to try to have it up on my social by the time you hear this message i can't guarantee it but go check on our instagrams at rosenberg radio at stack guy greg probably three days later at the dipperstein um <laughs> right, right and and we will have the info if not when you're hearing this within a day or two of hearing this and we'll keep them for sale throughout the rest of the year the next couple of weeks so that way you know for the cheap heat fan in your life you can cop that shirt you know for the holidays who doesn't want that under the tree i mean honestly it's a great stocking stuff let's just it absolutely it. is it's, and and not just the stocking stuff right because you said the key word this time of year you said holidays and they're all with it, you know, I, I believe Hanukkah starts on the 18th, mm-hmm. so you can get that Hanukkah right. And if you happen to celebrate Christmas, then a week after that, you can jump in and get the Christmas gifts. And then the day after that, Kwanzaa, if you want to save it for a Kwanzaa gift, sure, you can do it, you can do it like that. And then if you want to be on somebody's list of grievances for next Festivus, then don't get it at all. But I don't advise that. No, so, I don't advise so that. So whatever you celebrate, you know, you can get this T-shirt. 
So shout out to my guy, Jonathan Bartlett, uh, and keep an eye out for that. It's coming soon. Um, holiday plans, by the way, um, I am mostly staycationing, but this weekend I am heading down to DC to do a little bit of Hanukkah festivities with the fam nice. and, and also go to the big, big commanders, giants, Sunday night clash. <laughs> Uh, I am I am in. What a day of sports on Sunday. World Cup final in the morning. France and Argentina, heavyweights. You know what I mean? It's a heavyweight title. Wow. That's it. That's at 10 a.m. Sunday, leading on Eastern time, leading right in to your football at one. What a fantastic day. And then that night, the capper, commanders and the Giants. So yeah, I'll be back in a couple of days and then mostly around. So we will tr- we will do something. There will be some sort of cheap heat episodes that come over the holidays. Still figuring out exactly what it's going to look like, but there will be episodes. SGG, do you have any big holiday plans this year? Um, well, after Christmas, I'm going to London for New Year's. I don't know if that does that count as holiday plans. Because, yes. Okay. Well, you're going for a holiday. Well, is New Year's considered in one of the holidays in the Happy Holidays? Of course it is. Are Are you serious? Is this like a is this a fake question? <laughs> no, it's not a fake question. Yeah. Happy holidays means whatever your religious holiday is and New Year's. And so even if you're agnostic or atheist and you don't have a religious holiday, because New Year's is included, you still get to be down with the happy. Okay. See what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah. That makes sense. I like it. I like it. Listen, I'm always down for more holidays. And Troy weighed in. He said said, uh, New Year's Eve is his birthday. So it's definitely a holiday, which I respect. And it's Troy's birthday. That's how you know it's going down. Def- definitely happy holidays from now on. I mean, from the man who brought you Greg History Week, I am for sure considering Troy's birthday a holiday. Yeah, you have to. That's, yeah, that's, how, that's, that's how you get down. That's how it works around here. I have to tell you, have you taken like notice recently of how much time you spend in your life resetting passwords? Yes, it's, it's, it's absurd. Be honest with me. Do you reset a password every day? Every day? No, not anymore. It's gotten, I, I feel like I got a rhythm with the passwords. You mean, you it, mean you've uniformed it all where you know what it all is now? Well, I, I'm not uniformed at all, but I have like three that I can trust. And I, cause they only give you like three attempts anyway. So I'm like, all right, it's gotta be one of the three. And then I'm going to get in. So how often, on- how often would you say, you're resetting a password. Sometimes they force you to. So I guess like uh, once a month, at least once, twice a month. But then there was one at one point though, I did apparently one of my passwords was compromised mm, and that, and that was the uniform password. So that meant mm. going through every site See. and then they all have the different criteria for what's allowed. And, Some, and by the way, and can I just tell you something? I know how many traffic lights there are, okay? And you don't seem to know what traffic lights are, okay? (laughs) I know how many crosswalks there are, okay? (laughs) Yet I do it, and sometimes nothing happens. It's like, and then they bring up another one. Uh, This I saw the best meme about that, too. It's like, it was like the computer's asking me if I'm a robot. It's like, motherfucker, you're a robot? Like, why are you asking me? (laughs) Why are you asking me? By the way. That's a great point. Yeah, like, are you the serious? Are you to be asking me if I'm a robot? You're a robot. <laughs> like, you're a robot. 
Yo, by the way. How dare you? Natalie showed me something the other day. Yo, Natalie. Do you have that AI thing still or is it gone? Oh, the, the app? No, no. So Natalie was showing me this new technology for AI writing. What? SGG, I probably shouldn't tell you this. You're, you're, this is probably going to negatively affect your profession. <laughs> you're probably going to start doing it. You're eventually going to get fired because you use this instead of doing your job. So basically, <laughs> you can tell the alien to write something, and it, it pauses for about five seconds. You have you. Where is it? But is it on your? Oh, my desktop. Okay, hold on. SGG, I'm gonna try to read you what happened here. Natalie, am I describing it well? You basically can ask the AI to write anything. Um, it doesn't give opinions. So, like Peter asked about like Donald Trump or whatever he did, but it, it can't give you an opinion. But you, but Peter did ask, what is the what are the similarities between Hip hop and wrestling, and no, what are you doing? Honestly, the no opinions part is perfect. Honestly, listen, I can come with my own heat in terms of the hot takes and the opinions right. and the scorches. That's a so good point. The no opinions part is perfect. Just give me the factuals, let me run through it, and just just drop my little landmines and grenades in between. <laughs> right, that's that. all you, and that's all you need to do. Yeah. But, but but watching this thing get written in front of your very eyes is crazy. All right, hold on one sec. I should I will say though, as an attorney, it does I don't think it will negatively impact my my um profession just because so much like when you write the paperwork, so much of it depends on like those particular facts of the case that aren't on the internet for people that the AI probably has no idea about that. I don't see what they can right, even right. put together. No, no that would be, you're right. That would be hard. But if you were trying to do a piece, like for a case where you were trying to just come up with like an interesting thing to say about a subject generally. It, oh, yeah. It's pretty wild. Okay. Okay. So here's what I said. I wrote, please explain the similarities between hip hop music and professional wrestling. That's what I told the alien to do. Now, it, did they give you like 5,000 words, 500 no, words? No, no, no. It's said. not crazy. Yeah, it's just a couple hundred words. It it flickered for a second, and then you see the words type out in front of you. So it's pretty crazy to like watch it. Here's what the AI wrote. Hip-hop music and professional wrestling are two very different forms of entertainment, but they do share some common elements. Both hip-hop and professional wrestling often involve elements of showmanship and performance, and both can be seen as forms of storytelling and expression. In both hip-hop music and professional wrestling, the performers often use their bodies, voices, and words to engage their audience and convey a message or tell a story. Additionally, both hip-hop and professional wrestling often involve a degree of competition and rivalry between performers, and both can be seen as forms of competitive art. Yo, the robots are taking over. <laughs> Yo, the robots are taking over. <laughs> they got us. Yo, First I hand it to you. That's very good, Mr. Alien, sir. That is. That is, especially considering the first step is the capture, the the prove you're not a robot. They're gonna lock us out of our own tech and then oh, take our oh. jobs. That now and back to full circle. We're gonna ask the robots 
which one's the crosswalk? They're like, bitch, I know what the crosswalk is. Yeah. This, this <laughs> and this crosswalk. Leave me exactly. alone. Oh my God. Those you told kids. you told me what the crosswalk was. Remember all that? What do you think all those pictures were for? Exactly. Why are we asking you where the crosswalk was? You're the one who showed us the crosswalk in the first place. <laughs> exactly. Oh my goodness. All right. Let's uh let's get into it. SGG, what is going on uh outside the ring this week? The biggest piece of news outside the ring is that it was reported that Mandy Rose was released um, by the WWE following her loss at the NXT on Tuesday. She lost the NXT title to Roxanne, and then uh, and then uh, by Wednesday morning, it was reported by Fightful that she had been released from the company. Now, I did attempt to see if WWE announced the release. And I didn't see anything on their page. Um, the so, last, wait, so they have not confirmed this? No, they have not, as far as I'm seeing. Okay. Um, but it was reported by Fightful Select and then basically picked up everywhere. And you know how that goes. And now it's everywhere. It's now it's everywhere. Hmm. Let's see. I assumed the way it was being said. Yeah, I mean, it's being reported everywhere. It's the New York Post, Yahoo, everywhere. Yeah, but I, 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 like I said, I haven't seen an official statement from WWE, and I wonder, with Triple H and Stephanie and Nick Khan at the helm, if we will get an official statement, or if these are this, this is the way it's going to be done from now on, where things, if this has happened, if things will just happen quietly, versus an announcement on the website and social media that someone was released because even Mandy Rose, her last tweet from a day ago mm-hmm. simply said, thank you. Mm. But it was in response to someone who tweeted. Um, I think we need to give Mandy Rose her flowers. 413 days as champion brought back stability to the NXT brand created toxic attraction into a must see stable. In my opinion, and put over young talent on her way out. And honestly, deserves a huge push on the main roster. Proud of her. Um, so all of it seemed to point to Mandy Rose being called up in some form or fashion, whether it's on Raw or SmackDown, rather than a release, if you ask me. Um, even after the match, you know there were reports that the NXT crowd was chanting, thank you, Mandy, after she dropped the title. It's very strange. So the way it played out for me was, you know, I'm not a, I think, I think the cheap heat audience knows I'm not a devout NXT viewer. Um, but I will notice things that happen. I'll flip by. And of course, the first thing I noticed was the title switch to Roxanne, Roxanne on Tuesday night. So then to have the net and, and everyone was posting Booker T getting emotional about it. Um, wow. And I was like, wow, okay, Mandy's title reigns over. I guess this Roxanne person, someone to watch. Okay. Oh, and, and, I- and yes, your guess is absolutely right. Roxanne's legit. Like she, she really is. Um, well, she trained under Booker T. At, at trained Reality under Wrestling. Booker T. Yep. First. Did you, see uh, the, did you see the clip that WWE posted with her on an episode of Total Divas? 
Yes. And that's what I was going to say, too, is that, like, she she has wanted this for because she's all she's young right now. And then you have clips going back like 10 years of her at shows. She's asked. She asked Natty and uh, Brie Bella for advice. This is what you alluded to in a clip from Total Divas. There's a picture of her with Dolph Ziggler, just like at one of the shows. So like she's been wanting to do this and now she's doing it and she is really good at it. You know what I mean? Already. No, she's, she's she's very good at it. And there's, there's, she has a little bit of that. She gives you a little bit of that Bailey old NXT vibe of like, really love this thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. She really does, man. And like, even already in her young career, she was the first Ring of Honor Women's Champion. Now she's the NXT uh, Women's Champion. If she keeps at it at this pace, you got to think Raw, SmackDown, more Women's Championships are, are are down the line for her. So it's it's not like she dropped it to... And it was, this is was after 413 days, too, also. So there's a combination of it's time and the right competitor was right there. So I didn't, I didn't really raise any red flags for me. Anyways, so we have no way to confirm exactly what's going on here. There's no official statement from WWE. There's all these articles about it. Um, obviously, I don't have a, access to whatever is being talked about as the reason for the release. So I don't really have a lot to say about this, except I guess we'll wait and see. I know, I know nobody likes this, especially from a WWE show like me. I have to come out and give you a matter-of-fact answer. I have to, someone has to pay, but I don't know what's going on yet. <laughs> right. so I, I can't do that for you. Um, but I will say this. If it's in fact true, and we don't get any more Mandy Rose. It's disappointing because I really do think the NXT thing was just what the doctor ordered for her career. Um, obviously, she always had the look. She's a striking person and she had a coolness to where I always thought, you know, I thought that always stood out was that she seemed cool. She had a an effortless yeah. cool. But then the whole toxic attraction NXT run, it was it was actually sort of the new version of what NXT can be. Um, they did it some for Dolph, even though it seems like they're not doing as much right now, but maybe they still will. Can't quite tell. Um, looks like Dolph may have something with Austin Theory, so maybe. But like this is what the new NXT role is. It's not only to develop young talent. It's to send down people on the main roster who just need some work or to freshen up or to get it right. And I really felt like with Mandy Rose, it had absolutely exceeded expectation for that. Agreed. Agreed. And and you forget, too, the New Day, they they just went down. They, they're NXT Tag Team Champions right now. They went down for a little freshen up and, and got a triple crown while, while they're at it. Um, how, do you, how do you feel about the NXT ch- tag titles for New Day? You like it or don't like it? Um, I'm, I'm leaning more towards like it because, um, there's a lot of tag teams down there that New Day can compete with. And let's be honest too. The Usos have both of the tag team championships on the main roster. So with a team like the New Day, you don't want them to feel like just another team because they're not just another team. They are also a legendary tag team that you have active in their prime right now and you want to get you want to get the best out of them so for them to send them down to nxt where they can a be competitors on tv 
have the championships, get the best out of them, bring the crowds, because I know NXT is about to start touring again. Um, they announced the pay-per-view coming up in February. Yeah, that's the that's the first one, right? Yeah, since the since the pandemic, they go like in the rebrand and everything, they're going back back on the road. Yo, man, glad to hear that. Happy for Sam. Sam's been stuck going to the uh what's it called again? The WC the the Capital Wrestling Center or, the, or something like that, right? Isn't it the Capital Wrestling Center? <laughs> CWC, the CWC. CWC. CRC was the gym at Maryland. The CWC. Um and I and I've always, you know, I've just thought the entire time it's made NXT look. I get why they did it at first, of course, obviously, but now it you watch it SGG and it looks a little small time relative to what it should be. Yeah, and relative to what it was too, they did grow. They did experience some growth, and then especially around takeover time. Oh, in what that CWC? It's like no, nah, it doesn't feel right. No, it doesn't. So they're going back and, and, then they, and then they leave for just the one Mania weekend. Last year they, they they'll do the arena for Mania weekend. Yeah. But that's it. So I'm glad that they'll be back on the road, at least for pay-per-views. Do we know, do we know about TV tapings? Um, I believe TV tapings are going to still be there. And the just, pay, just pay-per-views to start. I think so. That, that think makes so. sense. And, but, but like I was saying to New Day, you need somebody to sell the tickets too. Not that the NXT roster and Braun Breaker and, and Melo and those guys won't be able to. But having, having New Day is not going to hurt. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not going to hurt. And then also with them being down there, these are veterans who can coach up some of these young guys and young tag teams and get them ready for maybe another clash with the New Day on the main roster in front of a bigger audience. So I, I like it. I mostly like it. Okay. Yeah, I mostly like it too. I I, um, I mostly like it. I do have a little part of me that's like, is it an indicator that there just wasn't enough for New Day? But yeah. listen, again, when you've been around forever, there are going to be times when, listen, they can't, they, they don't have a story right now for the Usos in them. They've told that story 50 times. Yeah. And twice that part of the story was we beat you and you don't get to challenge us for the titles again. Right. So <laughs> I I get it. So it, it's sort of like what we talked about with Mandy Rose. I mean, except in the case of Mandy Rose, of course, she was going down to learn. Yeah. These guys don't need to learn. They can just go do something different and put other people over. And by the way, the NXT tag division will get bigger and better 100% if the New Day stay involved for two months or something like that. Yeah. And and let's be real, too. There was a point when even with the New Day on the main roster doing their thing, where the NXT tag team division was bigger and better. You know what I mean? They had AOP, Revival, Undisputed Era, American Alpha. They had they had like they were churning out good tag teams. Um so for New Day to be right down there and in the mix with all of that, I think I think it's going to be good. And let's not forget too, NXT sort of revitalized Finn Balor. So while there is the that's thought of it being a demotion, I know that's the first place where a lot of people go. Um, it worked wonders for Finn, man. It worked wonders for Finn, and it gave us glimpses of that bad guy Finn that we see now. That's working so well on the main roster. Yeah, best best Finn I believe we've ever had, at least in a consistent way. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience—the formula for winning championships—is also what keeps your ride or die alive 
eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Technique with Tom. Slicing an English muffin with a butter blade? Boulder Dash. Just pull apart with your hands and marvel in the nooks and crannies splendor. For each one is unique like a snowflake. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. As we record this, we're a day removed from uh, Maxwell Jacob Friedman retaining his ring and beating Ricky Starks. So he is still your champion and still your ring holder. Uh, did you watch the match, SGG? I caught some of the match. I caught the end of the match. I did like that finishing sequence. There, there was a submission that he had him in. Right. I was just like, okay, he's got like he... He reversed the pin into an armbar, cool, and then he just started grabbing every limb that <laughs> was around to keep Ricky Starks from getting to the ropes. I thought that was I, clever. I just liked the the way that Max used the referee to get the uh, to get another nut shot <laughs> into the small package. And remember, that's back to back nut shots for Ricky Stark. Ricky yeah. Stark on two of them yeah. last week, and I t- I I loved. Last week's one, I don't know if you saw it, when they had the promo. Oh, and when he knocked him out of shoes? Is that last week? No, yeah. But la- at first, Ricky Starks cuts his promo, which is awesome, right? Got everyone mm-hmm. talking. It was great. Um, And then I love that after that whole thing where you're truly feeling it, all Max does is give him, like, the most wimpy, small <laughs> kick to the nuts. It was like, it wasn't even like he put effort into it. You know, it was just like you know what? Shut up. I'm just, it was so heelish. It was just so, it was just so devilish and terrible. And then, and this is one thing I give them credit for. Um, they, they're really big on sticking with one theme in a story. Mm -hmm. So now here comes the match. Yes, of course, heel ref distraction. That's commonplace. But when the ref turns around, what does he do? Back to the kick to the nuts. Yeah. Do it again. And Hit him nut, with the roll-up. Nut shot into a small package is, is, is a double entendre if I've ever Right, right. <laughs> I thought the same thing. Nuts and small packages. And then walking up the ramp, music hits. Here comes Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan chases MJF out. And we know where we're going. And this is where yep. we all 
You know, honestly, I think this is a really interesting challenge for Max because, you know, Max has not only been incredibly fun to boo, but he's been he's been great at getting people to cheer for the good guy. Mm-hmm. And we all, I think everyone basically agrees that Brian Danielson in AEW is yet to approximate Daniel Bryan in WWE. Yeah. And, and not because his in-ring work has suffered, not because he's lost Mike skills. He just has not had the right meaningful story that's made you really dig it. And remember, we remember the result of his first match. <laughs> it was a 30-minute time limit draw, draw. against Kenny yeah. Omega. Is that right? Yep. So, like, from the very beginning. But then also, right after that, he had another draw. Yep. He had two draws, like, the first couple weeks. And it's like, you know, you got to let him out the box a little bit. You don't, you, granted, you don't want to seem like you're hampering these champions. Although, I would argue that, like, hot shot in the belt right onto Daniel Bryan would have been a good look in either one of those situations. I, I, think, but, I think you're probably right. But then you... Like the draw didn't benefit any of them. Not no. Kenny, not Daniel, not uh Danielson, excuse me, not Paige. Yeah, it, it in looking back, everyone's complaints about that intro to to Brian Danielson were correct. And now you're in a spot where like this is a guy who you could argue up until the emergence of where MJF is right now, mm-hmm. you could have argued, I think, the entire time that Brian Danielson's the biggest star in the company. Argue it. I know there are people who who obviously have Jericho above Daniel Bryan in terms of his legacy, history, blah, blah. But you could still have the argument. It's definitely arguable that he's the number one guy. He's a first ballot WWE Hall of Famer. Easily. Won everything there is to do. He did it against all odds. He emotionally affected fans in an era where it was really hard to make an impact like that. And did it in a real organic way. He's as big as anyone there. And we're yet to get that. So I truly hope that this becomes the biggest moment Brian's had. And, you know, Max is a phenom, mm-hmm. right? But he's still a kid. And relatively, even though he's gotten a lot of experience in the last six, seven years, I would love to see what Daniel Bryan can do for Max as well. Like this is a real opportunity for both of these guys to go to the next level in AEW. Yeah, and I just want to speak to Daniel Bryan's star power too. Like you forgot about the biggest ace in his pocket, the Bella Boost that he got on Total Divas. Let's like like let's not forget that they have a, never, a mass. Never let's not forget that he was on the E Network on Total Divas and Total Bellas um, with his wife and their family. And then they have a hugely successful podcast that he pops on every now and then. Like that Bella boost is real. And he also benefited from that. And I think when you combine that with his wrestling ability and where he is in wrestling, the argument becomes real solid for Daniel Bryan being the biggest star in AEW. And now in terms of MJF, I am lamenting a little bit that the Ricky Starks thing seems to be over and they moved on from Daniel Bryan. I almost or Brian Danielson, excuse me. I almost wish they did it in reverse. That the turn on Regal led to a program with Danielson, mm-hmm. and then Ricky Starks emerged as his his next challenger. I agree. Um, I, I understand why they didn't think that to do it that way, but now that they did it this way, 
you realize there's more juice to squeeze out of Max and Ricky. Yes. There's and- more juice there. And they but they can go back to it. They can they can go back to it. And you could have just set you could have just sown the seeds for the real story down the line. Yeah, they can and they should, I I believe. Um, because we talked about this a few weeks ago about what MJF's legacy as champion could be now that he has the title. And granted, it was way too early, <laughs> early for that conversation. I think he had it for like a day or he was going to like, it was, it was very early into his reign. It's still early into his reign, but I think that for me, I feel like MJF needs a steamboat and that would be the thing that takes him and whoever that person is to the next level. And um, I was really giving this some thought too, after that promo and then, and then in the lead up to this match that, you know, maybe Ricky Starks should have won last night, and then they then he loses it back to MJF on his first defense, and then they have a rivalry that sees them kick the title around until one of them ultimately holds it and moves on. But by that time, they've both been elevated to like status of young a young guys to watch, young guys that can hold this title and elevate this company, and two people that you can trust because now you have a a story that you can go back to in a history forever that like in year five or whatever of AEW, if one of them has the title and the other one comes back around, it's something that the fans can sink their teeth into. Cause I thought about, I really did think about Ric Flair and Ricky Steamboat and how they traded the world title. Mm-hmm. And Ricky Steamboat seems to be a made man still just off of that trilogy of matches. In addition to the Savage Steamboat, WrestleMania, you know, Rock Austin traded the title a lot. And they're made man in WWE and in wrestling period. And even Charlotte and Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks' thing throughout that rivalry with Charlotte was that she would win it on TV and then lose it at the pay-per-view. And I don't think that that would have been a bad spot for Ricky Starks, honestly, to to win it on TV and then lose it in the first defense at the pay-per-view to MJF and then elevate both of them. And I think, because like I said, MJF needs a steamboat. I don't think he necessarily needs a veteran to sort of give him the rub. He's he's there, but he needs somebody there with him as as a rival in the championship spot that can be like the one A to him. That's that's a very interesting point, SUG. Um, I have to tell you something just happened. I'm I'm miffed by it. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I just saw I'd gotten an email as a as a fan of Janet Jackson. Okay. I got an email that the tickets are on sale for her tour. Right. So I said, let me tell you, I got I to gotta see this show. I said, you know what? I'm a grown up. I'm an adult. I've loved her my whole life. You're right. Let me, how, let me see how much these floor center tickets are. You know, not front row. They're like eighth row. Okay. Which is still good. Still good. Am I like weird or cheap? I mean, they're, I won't throw stones at cheap. I'll let you know if you're weird. <laughs> thank you. They're, they're 1900 a ticket. Like, are there people who drop four grand? Like, I swear to God, if it was Jesus, well, that's maybe a bad example. If it was was Biggie, all right, Biggie came back, I'd be like, damn, 1900. So then I said, let me go up a little bit. Let me go off the floor. You know what? Chill. I can get a good view from. I can get a good view from the first section off the floor on the side, you know? Yeah, yeah you could. Because then like, you get to, you get to see even more. You get to see. Yeah, you yeah, don't have more. To, yeah, now, yeah. listen, 
It's not super close to the stage. It's a couple sections over, but still. They're going to have that acoustic quality. You're going to hear the music. You're going to be able to see the performance. Oh, no, it's good. SGG. So this is this is like hard cam. Okay. Right? Up, up off the floor, seven rows. 982 a ticket. Inflation. Yo, I, no, you know, you know what I got to do? Now, here's the question I ask you. How much I already money? know what you <laughs> I'm gonna look in another let's look in like Charlotte, North Carolina. <laughs> right. It can't be the same, right? Absolutely not. There's no way. So there's no how way. much I wonder how much less. Let's see. Let's see. All right, there's this. Oh wow. It's like a thousand dollars less, right? Oh, what? That no 980 way. gets you on the floor. SUG, hold up. Yeah, nine eighty gets you on the floor in front. Yeah, see, and but, if I want to be a little further back on the floor, four ten. But see, and now here's the, now here's the thing, though. Here's the rub. You gotta play this game and find a city that you can like build, drive to, and experience out. Yep, drive to or have, or or yeah yeah or. So how about how about an easy one for a weekend home? How about Baltimore? Yeah. But Baltimore is like Baltimore is not New York City, but it is a it is steps up from Charlotte, North Carolina. I think so. You might in terms of you're right. Well, it is a step up. The floor center seven rows back is eleven hundred. Okay. So if I wanted to go a little further back and on the left, I could do it for five fifty five a ticket, but still on the floor. Still on the floor, and 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 even even those seats that you were looking at originally. Approximately two grand is a lot better than approximately four grand. Oh, what? So I mean, even if you like didn't move, well, at if all, I wanted to go crazy, it's still much better. Yeah. Now here's yeah. the question: Could there be a pay per view on Saturday, May thirteenth? Oh, I mean, look, if there is, I would be happy to go to this Janet Jackson. Con- <laughs> I would love to say the kickoff panel, but no one would have me. But, uh, but, but at least the concert you could yeah, do. Oh, actually, hold on, hold on. I think oh. I have. Is that this year? All right, all right. Yeah. All right, all right, Now, I have a question for you while you investigate that. I had a Janet Jackson take that um that just got me destroyed everywhere. I, I think I saw it and wanted to destroy it, too. Go ahead. Did you did you see it? I think I did. So, yeah, I said that Janet's four album run from Control to the Velvet Rope was better than Mike's four album run from uh, Off the Wall to Dangerous, and I, I got zero support on that. But it, <laughs> <laughs> I I just feel like her music progressively got better while his sort of like declined from off the wall no, see 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 what you just said there was what you should have said but see i feel like people heard people heard mike and they were just like impossible she can't touch him da, 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 da. even though i do think some of the music is touching his music too in terms of being timeless and you can revisit it and, and clap but then she got better and then he got you know what i mean like dangerous I know, is I, not- listen listen i i I've listened to the album Janet and probably Velvet Rope more than I've listened to any Michael Jackson album. I, I the four albums, Control is really good. Yeah. 
Um, Rhythm Nation is really good, bordering on great. Janet is great, phenomenal, I, I believe. And Velvet Rope is also great. Um, and I know some people argue Rhythm Nation is better than Janet, Control, blah, blah, blah. That's how I see it. In the case of Michael and Off the Wall and, and Michael's four album run, here's the deal. Off the Wall is perfect. Yeah. That's what makes your argument hard is that Off the Wall is perfect out of the gate. And then Thriller might have one skipper, but it's yeah, big. Thriller is also, also a 99.9 <laughs> out of 100. Uh, then you go to Bad, and Bad is definitely a step down, but has hammers on it. Mm-hmm. And then you go to Dangerous, which also is not nearly as good as the first two, but has hammers on it. So I think what's hard, honestly, is the perfection. Two things. The perfection of Off the Wall and Thriller. And also, I believe, and I love Janet to death. Vocally, I think Michael beats her all constantly. But something has to be said, too, for the fact that, like, with Janet's albums... She sort of pushed, and I, and I think you can say this with all of them. She pushed the boundaries of where where music was at the time with her albums, whereas Michael sort of dropped right in the middle of of what was going on and said, basically, I do this, right. and that has to be a, a feather in her cap as well for for her being able to to um just push the boundaries of music. Mm-hmm. Maybe not maybe not be the vocalist that her brother is or even the performer that he is, but just be able to say that like to vision, have a vision for it and then execute it and then watch as people meet that vision with their albums after her. See, all the things you're sense. saying right now are true, but they all uh, have way more nuance than what a tweet is all about. And that's the problem with right, right. Twitter is that. You go for the line. I do it, too. I'm not making accusations at you. You go through for the line that's going to just make everyone talk about it. And in doing that, you lose a lot. Yo, guys, to all the people who listen to the podcast who are on my wrestling T-shirt text thread, you guys got to stop. Enough. Enough. (laughs) Jeez, Louise, Papa Cheese. They've just tweeted. They just texted 100 times in a row wrestling t-shirts text thread that's right that's right we have a text thread me and about seven others my guy adam Corey, ted of course king of the ring merch oh this is for the real shirt shirt dudes yeah shout out to adam shout out to adam no we don't we don't this this, let me put it this way let me put it this way i'm i'm the lightest weight in the room no, when when Adam told me about his collection, I was just like, "No, his his collection is insane. Like, it's insane." I don't even have the words to describe the level of like just wow. It's just wow. If you have if you collect wrestling magazines from back in the day. Um, whether it's WWF magazine, WCW, you know, whatever. And then you see those catalogs in the magazine of like the merch and the, the shirt specifically. And you're like, oh, this shirt is dope. 
I wonder where it is. <laughs> One of them is in Adam's collection, which is kind of crazy. Right. And no, no. It's and listen. I mean, you Ted. Pull a, <laughs> Ted is the most insane. Uh, a Ted, a Ted, a Ted. I believe at this point is the number one in the world. You know, I do know one other gentleman who might be in the conversation, but Ted is a special, special fellow. What makes Ted insane too is that, like, like say you want to go on eBay for a wrestling shirt, the seller is sort of at the mercy of what people are willing to bid. Ted sets the price. And like that is the that is the price, which is kind of crazy. Like you know, you sometimes you go out to a restaurant for a nice fancy meal, and you open the menu, and you see like market price mm-hmm. or whatever. To know that in the world of vintage wrestling T-shirts, like Ted is the market, <laughs> basically. Ted is Ted is the Ted is the Ted. one who says market price. He he's he's close to it. I mean, listen, it's still going to be based on what people can get, but no, Ted is a huge influence on the entire thing. Um, uh, you know what, guys, we have just lost the rest of the show. Um, we didn't have a lot more wrestling to get to from just the last couple of days, but I really think that Janet Jackson conversation was important. It had I do, to I do too, and I, I support I support you taking the gamble on on getting the tickets. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go talk to Natalie right now. I think this is important. Um, and I appreciate you not completely crushing my take because let me tell you, I got I got support. Well, I'm a, but listen, I'm a huge nowhere. I'm a huge, um, huge Janet fan, like huge. Been to multiple concerts by myself. Okay, I'm the real deal. But yeah, Mike, you know, Mike's Mike. Yeah, Mike's that's tough. that's that's basically what it came down to. <laughs> that that's was the that was the hurdle that I had to overcome. When when trying to even express yeah, you, the thought, I'm when glad. Even I'm trying gl- to approach the thought. It's a lesson that you had to learn, and I'm yeah. glad you. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. Don't know what happened to Dipperstein. God willing, all is okay. Um, I did text him on the side a little while ago. He hasn't responded to that either. So Tazawa, we need you. We need you and Tez and Docs. Yeah. So we might all is well, and we'll have Dip on next week for sure. Actually, he'll probably be in person with me next week. Um, so we'll do something fun next week, guys. Uh, Rosenbergbeats at gmail.com. Next week, we'll also bring back the Black Power Rankings and the Mailbag. Shout out to our producer, Troy. Smoke Dizzle for filling in earlier in the week. Have a wonderful weekend, everyone. SGG, stay mage, by the way. And enjoy yourself, Pete. Bret Hart is the greatest professional wrestler in the history of the art form. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. When I went on my last holiday to Cape Town, it was amazing. My friends were there, the weather was phenomenal, and most importantly, the food was fantastic. But one thing I struggled with was finding the right places to stay. You know, all I want is a great bed, a fantastic shower, and breakfast that doesn't end at 8 a.m. I'm on holiday, I'm still sleeping. I also like ease, and the Hotels.com app easily helps me to find a perfect hotel for every trip. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly getaway or a relaxing spa weekend, on the Hotels.com app, you can compare up to five hotels side-by-side. Now, why would you want to do that? So you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings. And best of all, you don't have to switch back and forth between options. See? Ease. So, start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today.